do you want your dream to be featured on our podcast? Do you have a recurring dream that drives you wild? A sex dream that leaves you feeling dirty? A nightmare that makes you feel guilty? Head over to www.wildestdreamspodcast.com and click the submit tab. Once you're there, fill out our form and submit your dream as text. Prefer to send audio? You can always drop us a line at our email, submit at wildestdreamspodcast.com. Each week, we'll feature one dream that we will try our damnedest to decipher. It's listeners like you that keep our dream alive. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives. And today we have the amazing, phenomenal, wonderful Stephanie Burbeck in here. What's up, Stephanie? Hi, Daniel. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. It's, it's such an honor to be here. Um, I love your work so much. Obviously, you're a photographer and designer. We met <laughs> actually forever ago because mm-hmm. you were, were you on tour with the collection? Yeah, 2013. Yes, in uh, Greensboro, I yep. think I believe is where we, we initially met. And then uh, Full Circle did a shoot with you um, for Unsplash mm-hmm. and <laughs> Microsoft. Microsoft. Yep. Um, but I see your name floating through this Instagram and stuff. I was like, I know that name. I just do not know from where. And then here we are. Yep. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yes, you're a photographer. And first of all, how are you doing? How's life? How's it going? I'm good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I feel like the pandemic with everything with exactly. that, nothing's really changed with me. Like I was working from home already. Now I'm still working from home and not having to be as social and um, I'm an introvert so oh, I'm totally I'm totally fine with that I'm like oh I don't have to see people okay good. Like, this is even more reason for me to yep. not see anyone no one's yep. coming to my house yep I loved bubble. it yeah that's so, amazing yes it's good good it's good. Good. it looks like you're doing well um, and thank you for letting me come in your house too. I'm actually in Stephanie's home, which is a beautiful home. <laughs> I can see how she's very inspired here. Yes. Uh, which is so awesome. That's uh, that's always been kind of my philosophy is make a space that you feel inspired in and you want to spend time in. Um, well, I don't know if we want to get into this, but when I lived in Seattle for grad school, it was like, did not have any money and um, you're surrounded by incredible coffee shops. So you want to be in those spaces to work, yeah. but you also... Uh, are like you know penny pinching to survive and so i was like all right i'm gonna curate the space that i want to be in at home and um and yeah. so i don't know it's kind of followed me from from there so i spent a lot of time in here and so it needs to it needs to be perfect yeah yeah it's amazing is <laughs> and i definitely can, i'm so excited to talk about your time in grad school i don't think i've talked to anyone who who studied what you studied in grad school so super hyped in seattle i'm sure was an experience as well yeah. so we'll get there but let's start from uh where, where were you born where are you from um, I am from Yadkin County, so like 30 minutes outside yes. of Winston. That's where the accent comes from. Um, it has come back with a vengeance now that I've uh, moved back to the south. Um, but yeah, I am uh, grew up in Hamptonville, um, graduated high school in 2006 and left nice. and did not come back until um, 2017. So wow, you pieced out. Yeah, I did. Oh my god, <laughs> I didn't keep up with anyone that <laughs> I went to school with. So yeah, that's it's been awesome. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So did you? Was your creative uh, life did it start there or, or before you graduated or? After? Um, I don't know. When I 
when I'm asked about this kind of thing, I feel like I've lived so many different lives. Mm. Um, so growing up, I've always been kind of uh, more of the creative type, I guess. Um, my uh, nickname at home is Doodles, so it started with drawing. Uh, my mom still calls me Doodles to this day. Yes. Um, so it started with drawing. Um, I went to a tiny high school. Um, I played every sport. Um, was really into basketball. Um, yeah, I, I skipped my eighth grade trip to Washington to go see Kobe Bryant play when the Hornets were still here. <gasps> no yes, way. Yes, yes. So I was a huge Kobe Bryant fan. I had a jersey. Um, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So anyway, I played all the sports. Um, I was in marching band, um, jazz band. I played the drums. Um, I was in show choir. Um, oh so I did God. all of that. I did not take a single art class or computer class um, in middle school, high school, college. Um, so I think I took like a computer class in the fifth grade and then placed out. So I never had to, I don't, I don't know how this happened. Um, wow. So yeah, I don't know. I've, I've been creative, but I've also done a lot of other things and then haven't really formally been um, trained in any of the mediums that I dabble in today. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. First of all, shout out to your parents for letting you explore all those things when yeah. you were younger. Yeah. I love that. Every sports, jazz band, marching band, yep. drums. Your yep. drums in marching band and jazz band. Yep. Yep. That is amazing. I had yep. no clue. I knew obviously knew you were musically inclined because you were, you know, the tour I saw you on. But um, Yeah, but I was just the merch girl with the collection. Oh, okay. I thought <laughs> yeah. okay, at the no, time. Apart, no, okay. I was I was married at the time and so my ex husband played trumpet. Oh. And I just went around as the merch girl and took photos on my phone. So Oh my yeah. gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, we'll get there. But wow, so you played all this and you you weren't necessarily trained, you didn't take any art classes or anything uh -uh. really in high school. Oh my I did goodness. not take a single art or computer class that's amazing so. this didn't really start till after you left town um, get a camera and everything. yeah i got a camera when i was in undergrad okay um and photographed my first wedding um in 2010 so just like actually i think it was like the same month that i graduated undergrad i photographed my first wedding <laughs> i started out with nikon um i remember yeah, when when Wolf Camera used to be at Haynes Mall. Yes, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, there's this cool guy that worked there, um, and I went in with my mom uh, on Black Friday, okay. and I was like, I really want a camera, and this is what I want for Christmas this year. So we went in, got the Nikon D300s, um, and like just like a kit lens. Yes. So that's what I had for a while. Um, I kept a. MySpace. Okay. Um, oh. And that was that yes. was custom coded. So that I attribute any coding that so, I have from MySpace. Yes. Um, I actually met my ex-husband on MySpace. So that's a funny story too. Um, <laughs> it awesome. didn't work out, but it lasted for seven years and we're still the best still of friends. Homies. Good, good. Um, but yeah, so I had a MySpace custom coded. Shared a lot of photos and stuff on there. That transitioned to a Tumblr that was also custom coded. Mm, and I yes. really went photo heavy there. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, whenever I graduated um, and was asked to do this wedding, it was for a couple that I went to um, undergrad with. Um, I basically, I charged them $2,000. Oh, And yeah. I, yeah. I gave the $2,000 to my parents who bought me like a professional lens and I actually still have it. I'll probably never part with it, but it was the, um, 17 to 35 
okay. millimeter 1.4. Yeah. So it costs more than the camera itself. But yeah. I'm like, you know, when they pay me for this, you know, I'll give it to it's you like, if you buy me you this go. lens. And so I photographed it with that lens and only one camera. Um, Ooh, yeah. So, you know, what? actually, I think I'm, I think I told you wrong. I think I started out with the D80. I was wondering and that, that came a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's aging me a little bit. I did not start with the D300S. I was like, man, that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got the D300S right after graduating then. But yeah, started oh, with the D80. I forgot God. about my days with the D80. Yo, I think my first was, oh my gosh, was it the D70? I think yeah. when I was a decent was my first Nikon yeah. camera. And the 90 was really cool, but I couldn't justify getting the 90 right Everyone after getting it. wanted the 90. Mm -hmm. I remember those days. Mm -hmm. Yo, this is great. I love this. First of yeah. all, I love that you mentioned MySpace. I love you mentioned earlier as a Tumblr. Oh, yeah. Because those were pivotal moments for creatives. Oh, yeah. Everyone I knew was like, yo, Tumblr, MySpace, yeah. HTML, changing your background, yep. all that stuff. Yep. We were all coding. Yep. And didn't really think about it. Yep. And it was just fun. That's amazing. Did I, you... I still love Tumblr. I still I, use it. I, I really don't use it. I get on, I still have it and I'll get on there and look through it. There's just so much of my life there. I hope nothing ever happens to it. Oh, I hope um, not. And I'm always so inspired when I get on there, but I think the, uh, the ads that they've added in the last few years make it just not an enjoyable experience to scroll through. Yeah. But I always find something that I'm inspired by on there. So it's cool going to your archive as well. And the scene mm -hmm. this old post that inspired you and yep. saving those. I went through those usually for back in the day when I needed a photo inspiration, I yep. would save a bunch of those photos that I reblogged yeah, on Tumblr yeah. just for inspiration. But man, those are some great days. Those yeah, every now and then I'll days. scroll through days, scroll through a Tumblr every now and then. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna stuff. find your Tumblr after this. You should do it. I'll tell you, I, I still <laughs> reblog stuff all the time. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Um, did you ever use Flickr? Uh, yes. Initially, I was putting photos on Flickr, okay. like after yeah. I started shooting with an icons, and then that just kind of died. Unfortunately, and it's still a thing, but not obviously not as much as Instagram has kind of taken over, yeah. kind of all that stuff. But yeah. man, those are some those are some early days in uh, the photo world. <laughs> it's good yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And I can remember even when Instagram started, um, and I was actually driving. Uh, my ex husband and I were driving cross country for me to go to grad school. And on that trip, we did it in a weekend. Like we were having, we were hauling to get over there. Like we, we left on a Friday. I was working for Bank of America at the time. What? Okay, we left on a Friday. I gave them my two weeks notice. I worked my last day, which was that Friday. And we met my parents at Starbucks in Statesville. Okay. And said our goodbyes and got on the road. And we had a map, like a physical copy of a map. <laughs> yes! And, um, you know, we were talking, like, planning routes and stuff with my parents and trying to decide if we were going to go the northern or the southern route mm -hmm. um, because it was, what was, it was, like, April? Um, yeah, I was able to start grad school early in their early summer term, and so we just decided to go for it. So it was, like, the end of April, and we were afraid of, like, snow and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we drove, uh, left North Carolina on a Friday evening, drove straight through, Arrived in Seattle on a Sunday, that Sunday, like, evening. Oh, my God. Signed the lease on an apartment that we'd only seen on Craigslist. I cried because it was, like, it was, like, grungy that wasn't even a cool grungy. Like, the bathroom was so bad. <laughs> uh, and so we signed the lease because we're, like, this is, we have nothing else. Signed the lease and went and stayed our first night um, at the Ace Hotel, which is just, like, up the block from my grad school. 
And Steven hit it off with the front desk guy and got a job at the Ace. No And way. then I started grad school um, Monday morning. So it was just, it was nuts. <laughs> but Instagram, Instagram became a thing on that road trip. And so we, I downloaded it when we were driving across um, and took the first photo ever on my Instagram with those old original filters yes. on that road trip. Yep. Yo, yep. that is amazing. So yeah, that's so cool. We wow. had a lot of MySpace, Tumblr, Instagram. Well, you through all of them. I mean, all the major mm-hmm. ones. See, I love. Now it's aging me. <laughs> well, it's not uh, to personal ask, but how old are you? Thirty. Um, I'll be thirty-four. Wait, am I thirty-four? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. No, okay. I remember my age based on my Goodreads reading goal. So okay. I say that I'm reading 34 books this year because this is the year that I will turn 34. So I'm 33. 33, okay. I'll be 34 in August. Perfect. <laughs> I'm 30. So we grew up, we're, we're right there at growing up with the same apps and yeah. the same websites yeah. and everything else. Sometimes I talk on this show about to younger creatives and they have no clue what some of these <laughs> these oh, websites man. are. So I'm just People like, really missed out, especially with MySpace and Tumblr. They man, missed out. They really did. Mm-hmm. That shaped a ton of us. Yep. That's wild. So on this trip, this is this is you going to graduate school. Yep. So you did your undergrad. So you got your camera and did a wedding when you went undergrad. Yep. So it's back up there. So you did a wedding. Yeah. Okay. Was that one of your first big paid gigs? Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was definitely the first wedding. Um, and I had, aside from that, just done random photo work for you know people get engaged and stuff like yeah. that in yeah. college, and um, so I'd you know done yeah. smaller well, shoots that way. But yeah, it was the first. Yeah. That's nuts. So I can't believe they paid me. <laughs> two. I mean, back then, two grand was just like. Mm-hmm. Oh, this mm-hmm. is this is kind of a lot of fucking money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. money. Um, so I'm just like, that's 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 actually insane. So you don't portrait work and all that kind of stuff, all that. So how'd you, I guess, get? How'd you practice with it? Did you just go out and just go out with friends or just practice yeah? With that? Like how'd you learn yeah. the, the craft? So, um, and I, I think I'm. This is still kind of what I do. Um, I'm very much more interested in just documenting life as it happens. Um, and so just hanging out with friends, Mm. um, and that sort of thing is kind of how my early works of, of photos, um, people really liked it right away. Um, and then started asking me to like, like wanted to pay me to do photos of them and stuff like that. So it started out that way. And I still like. Some of my favorite photos are just hanging out with friends and yeah. kind of documenting whatever's happening there. So is yeah. that kind of your main reason of being getting it, wanting the cameras to document? I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't have there's no other reason. Yeah, that's awesome. And in grad yeah. school, I know you did you did study art in grad school, but in undergrad, no, you didn't do anything art. No. You just wanted a camera. Yeah, I just wanted a camera. So I actually have two theology degrees. Yes. Um. So undergrad uh, was a theology degree. Um, grad school, um, in Seattle, the degree is, uh, it's a master's in theology and culture with an emphasis in global and social partnership. So it's, uh, I did not study art there. Um, yeah, it's, um, uh, they're very, uh, the school itself is very interested and supportive of artists. Um, the master's degree that I got actually has a separate track that is focused specifically on the arts. Um, gotcha. I, 
kind of because of what I got interested in once I was in Seattle, um, I think I started out on that track actually and swapped over to the Global One Social Partnership. Um, but the school itself, like I uh, served on student leadership the entire time that I was there and the branch of student leadership that I was part of was the one that was responsible for curating the gallery spaces. Mm -hmm. So we have three levels in the school and it was right on the Puget Sound. So it's beautiful, uh, beautiful view of the water and the mountains. Um, oh, and we had three gallery spaces. So we curated um, art from either uh, people within the community uh, the, of the school or you know outside the school walls. Um, so I helped with that. Um, and then I also had a work study position, um, on like with the design team, mm -hmm. um, in the school. So I was helping make decisions about the website. Um, I was writing for the school blog. Um, so I was doing that. And then, um, kind of another job that I had while I was there that actually continued even after I left, um, I was, uh, an editor with an academic journal. Um, based in Seattle, the school actually recently bought it. So it's like part of, oh, um, nice. the graduates pro uh, program, but, um, it is, um, kind of focusing on the intersection of theology and culture. So a lot of art as well, um, and philosophy, theology, that sort of thing. So I was kind yeah, of, sure. I've dabbled in that quite a bit, but I haven't been formally trained. Um, wow. So art is infused in that, but it's not necessarily an art degree. Right. Yeah. So I think, and just me that. in general, I think um, the creative side of me and the art, anything that I dabble in creatively like that is just kind of always part of what I do. It's always kind of in the background, yeah. informing um, things, how I view the world and um but yeah, there's no like formal education. <laughs> that makes it even more impressive, my friend. That's cool. So with the design thing, obviously you say you were part of the design team in grad school. So yep. I started in grad school. Yep. So how were you, what skills were you learning and developing beyond that team? Because you just go into it kind of like blank canvas. You didn't know anything um, about design? I was asked to be part of it. So maybe they saw my MySpace and my Tumblr, okay. you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was asked to be part of it. Um, and ended up doing like some photo work for them, um, uh, for like the school advertisements. So the school, the graduate school was advertising in the Seattle Met, which is a popular magazine in Seattle, relevant magazine. If you remember that, mm. um, they had advertisements in that. So I was able to do photos, um, for, for like those advertisements Ooh, that's awesome. um, and then just kind of help uh, give insight to like how I thought things should be laid out and that sort of thing. So it was more, it was more on like the marketing and communication side of things. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't know. The free piece of podcast is sponsored by Zipster, specializing in custom websites and local design. You don't have to lift a finger to look cool online. Visit Zipster.com and see what they can do for you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's I awesome. um so the photo thing has just kind of always been part of it. It's been something that I've carried with me wherever I've, you know, gone. Um Steven and I, my ex-husband, the first our first year of marriage, we photographed it every day. Ooh, so we have like this 365 so... and it blew up on Tumblr. So we were in Canada at a Bon Iver show and Ooh. someone randomly came up and was like, oh my God, I follow your Tumblr. Uh, so I was just <laughs> yes. like, oh wow, thanks. Okay. Um, That's awesome. 
So the, the photo thing has just kind of all, it's always been there. It's always been part of it. Um, and then I, I made my first website, uh, you know, if we're not counting MySpace and Tumblr, I made my first website, uh, right after I finished grad school before we moved to, um, Tanzania. Wow. So, and then that's making that site is from there is when people started asking me to make websites. So that's when you kind of took the designer role mm-hmm. of like our web developer yep. or whatever. Yep. Um, so what I was, and you built this website from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you, did you learn those skills on your own or through the team you're on? Yeah. No, no, no. Just on just, my own. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. Before we go that, I want to talk about just your time in Seattle. Yes. That was a big part of your life. Yes. And obviously beautiful landscapes and all that. And yeah. you're probably taking photos like crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so tell us about Seattle and then you give you, you some of the highlights of your life there. Yeah. So Seattle, um, Seattle was almost like, I think Steven would say the same, but it was almost like our coming of age story, mm. I guess. Um, we both come from like super conservative Christian families. Yeah. Um, and, but we've always been kind of like the black sheep in each of our families. Yeah. And so always questioning things and pushing boundaries and just not being, you know, satisfied with what people are being told to believe and that sort of thing. So going to Seattle was just kind of like our coming out of that. Um, and also just like a time that like we, we both kind of started to reckon with like our sexuality and, um, what we think about things and what we really believe, um, versus what we've been told to believe. Um, so we started having those conversations there, um, and started having, um, uh, I don't know, as far as like the sexuality conversations and stuff, I think it was just, it was more exploratory of like us figuring out who we are. Um, but I think there was always something present there for me that was just like, I think there's something more here. Um, and you know, those conversations kind of started out with Steven joking of like, if anything ever happened to me, I think you would end up with a woman. And I was like, okay, (laughs) Steven. (laughs) Okay. Um, and here I am. Yeah, here, <laughs> here I am. Um, so he called it first. Um, but it was, you know, it was our coming of age story. Like we got married super young. Um, I was 21 and he was 23. Okay. Um, and, you know, moved to Seattle. Like we got married in June, moved to Seattle and, you know, just kind of started things right away. Um Seattle's gorgeous. Uh, it it feels like home more yeah. than any other place I've ever been. Really? Yeah. Like it was it was really hard not to just go right back there yeah. instead of you know coming back here for a bit. Um, but yeah, we absolutely loved it. We fell in love with coffee there. Um, I kind of unexpectedly fell in love with coffee there, and um, I ended up writing my master's thesis on coffee. Um, oh, no way. Yeah, so the, it was called From Commodity to Communitas, Reconciling the Gap Between Farmer and Roaster. Um, pull in some marks, yeah. things like that. Okay, um, that's awesome. But basically, you know, in Seattle, it's like every everyone that is anyone is doing business on like a fair trade, direct trade model. Um, and, you know, people there are all about it being green, organic, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's a selling point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we kind of hit it off with a lot of these coffee roasters and got to know the people that work there, um, would go to their tastings, would like hang out with some of the roasters and just kind of pick their brains and chat. 
And no one could ever tell you, you know, despite the labels that they have being on the bags to say that they're direct trade, that they have a relationship with a farmer or whatever, no one could ever tell you anything about like what they're actually, what the relationship actually is with that farmer, like what they're doing there, anything about the community, like nothing. Um, it's just more of like a blanket sticker that they put on the bag and say like, you know, we've done something. Yeah. Um, and so, um, that really started to bug me. And I think at that time, like Stephen and I were tossing around the idea of like staying in Seattle, um, opening up a coffee shop and like doing that whole life. When I started writing my thesis, um, I kind of got stuck like three quarters of the way through and was just like, this just doesn't feel right. Mm. Um, and when I was an undergrad, um, I had to do an internship. And so I actually went to Tanzania the first time when I was an undergrad and I did an internship um, doing sustainable development work. And, um, and was in Moshi, Tanzania, which is where we ended up going back to. But Moshi is, you know, right on the slope of Mount Kilimanjaro, which has like the capacity of being some of the best coffee in the world. Like oh. that altitude and, and the slope and everything would be, I mean, it's, it's prime conditions for coffee. Um, but uh, Tanzania has, has not been, you know, in the grand scheme of things, has not been independent for very long. Um, and so it had been under like a German kind of um, control for a very long time. And the, the largest coffee plantation on Kilimanjaro is still a German run organization. And so, um, you know, your smallholder farmers like can't compete with <laughs> the Germans that's taken over Kilimanjaro. Oh, um, and so they were like smallholder farmers that for generations have had, um, you know, coffee plots, uh, were having to abandon their lots to go work on the German run farm as day laborers. Yeah. Um, and so there was just like, there was a lot of that. And then like Starbucks, I don't know if I can say, can I say brands? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Starbucks. Starbucks. Their lots, their coffee lots in Tanzania are it's like a white powder over all of their coffee trees. Like and it's pesticides. So it's just it's like not pretty at all. Really? Um, yeah, it's like the, the photos that you see like on the walls in the cafe are not like what you see firsthand. With the real, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, like, I had already, you know, just being in uh, Moshi during that time, I had already, you know, seen a little bit of like what was going on with coffee there. So I obviously had kind of that foreknowledge going into Seattle. Um, but yeah, once I got stuck in like writing my thesis, it was kind of like, you know, I know too much and care too much to like just stay in the States and open up a coffee shop and do the same thing when I know that like what's happening in the producing region is not what should be happening. Um, and so we decided to go to Tanzania. Um, so I finished the, um, thesis. I attached an afterward to the thesis with like these plans because our families didn't know yet and they were coming to watch me give my presentation. So we just left that part out. Um, and then I graduated and, um, we were in Seattle for like another month after that and then did like a cross country road trip home. And then once we got home, we were like, all right, families, we're going to Tanzania. Yeah. There's like, what? Yeah. So (laughs) then, you know, in Tanzania, we were there for three years. um, And we um, lived in a village um, uh, on one of the slopes of Kilimanjaro. Uh, We were doing a lot of like soil rehabilitation. 
And so, well, actually, I mean, once we once we got to Tanzania, we um, were uh, did a permaculture design certification course that was affiliated with the Permaculture Research in- Institute of Australia. And so that's more of like, I don't know, the way farming should be, like everything growing together. Um, so we did that course. It was specific to East African agriculture um, and became certified in that. And then it was just starting work with smallholder farmers to... Um, help them rehabilitate their soil and um, and grow the way they sh- had been growing for generations before yeah. people came and um, tried to tell them how to grow their coffee. So that is insane. Yeah. So that's so I was a farmer in another life. But I say yes, yeah, so yeah. you're a farmer in <laughs> yeah. a very fulfilling gig you had out, out yeah, there. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I was studying uh, herbal medicine as well during that time. Yeah. Um, and so. Yeah, just kind of, kind of did a lot. So we took, you know, I I made that website um, for our work there, um, and it was actually set up as a nonprofit. We had an insane like our board um, was incredible. Like the board members that we have, um, there it was all local Tanzanians, and they're just kind of badass people doing really incredible things in the world. Um, and so from there, I made another website for uh, one of my best friends who is Tanzanian, um, and she's just doing incredible work. Um, so I made her a website, and um, we ended up moving back, and here I am. <laughs> so that I was a is... farmer for a little bit, still kind of dabbling in some of the creative stuff. I was obviously, like what we were doing in Tanzania was completely like donor-funded, um, so we had people all over the world, like coffee people in Vietnam, Japan, like all over that was like funneling money into it because they believed in like what we were trying to kind of reverse, um, of what had happened in Tanzania. And so, um, wow. but yeah, still kind of telling the story, doing photo work along the way. And that's awesome. So were you doing any project, any photo projects based on that whole experience? Uh, not really. Um, I... I didn't want to be another white face showing up with a camera Very there. Very true. Okay, I understand and, that. Um, and so, any, like, we just, we don't have, we have beautiful photos from when we lived in Tanzania, mm. but the only ones that actually have locals in it would be people that we were really good friends with on a daily basis that, you know, we open our home to or we were in their home all the time kind of thing, but, like, yeah. really tried to not be white tourist yeah, you know like really it's a it's a fine line <laughs> and so there are no photo projects <laughs> from that time at all uh just some, some that. beautiful photos we had a food forest um oh, our wow. plot was was a food forest so we had you know we we had coffee trees we had potatoes on the ground cassava papaya um, oh. I mean, all, all kinds of stuff. Like it was, a li- you'll have to scroll through my Instagram a ways and go back to the Tanzania days. Ukame is from Tanzania. So we got him, oh. the Saluki when we were there. Yeah. Yo. My dog, um, came from there. Yeah. That's crazy. So you brought literally from Tanzania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rollins is from Seattle. Um, he's a beast of a Yorkie. Yeah. Um, and so he went with us to Tanzania as well. And, um, and then we picked up uh, Ukame while we were there. And then they both came back with us. No way. Yeah. They've been all over. Yeah, they really God, have. They've been around. Yeah, yeah. That Yorkie is probably more well-traveled than, than a lot of people. Than most people. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That is insanely yep. awesome. Yeah. That's 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 amazing. And you say you dabbled in some web stuff while you were there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, you're busy doing other things. That yeah. Which is amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like for my friend Kokaya, um, I did photo work for her. Um, built her website that still exists um, yeah, in Tanzania yeah. and it's helping you know helping them have a business and stuff like that so, absolutely absolutely yeah and you had built your website obviously before you went yeah. out there right yep and yep. it's all for your photo don't don't like what you have right now is yeah. the one yeah. you built for yeah God, what year was this uh that was 2013 wow yeah. that's insane yeah so I'm curious with you to website web development thing how'd you learn those skills was it YouTube were you reading books like how did you um, learn how to do because that's that's pretty complex stuff there is a lot on YouTube um basic coding though I really it's just something that I've like dabbled with a lot yeah I didn't do anything serious with um like I think my websites now are obviously a lot better than they were then um, and so I didn't do any, um, serious, like, let me nerd out on some of this stuff until, um, like 2019. Wow. It's uh, kind of recent. Moved to Winston. Yeah. When we came back from Tanzania, um, things with the government, they were going, when we were like in the process of, uh, going through our election with Trump, Tanzania was also going through an election. Um, and it was, it was just kind of nuts. Like he was nicknamed the bulldozer. Anywhere that he heard that, like, if there was a village with, like, people who were for his opposition, he would turn off the power supply to the entire village for, like, an undetermined amount of time. Really? And so, without the power supply to the village, which was, you know, we were all used to, like, doing without power there, but they can't pump water there from the, the town. Um, and so it was a long time to be without power. Um, and so that was happening. He stopped, um, wanting to import like goods for like working on your car. Um, and so mechanics were just like having to make parts, like weld things together if your car needed to be repaired because they stopped importing items. So that was incredibly dangerous. Um, and then they were just making it increasingly difficult for, um, Westerners to stay in the country. Mm. And so we were having to file for permits all the time. It'd be like $2,000 to file for this permit. And then it would sit on someone's desk for months. And, um, so we were having to like cross the border into Kenya a ton. And, um, so it was just, it, it became overwhelming. Um, and we decided that, and also expensive, like we just did not have that kind of money. Yeah. Um, and so we ended up moving back in uh, February of 2017. Um, and we had had, Stephen and I had had a conversation uh, before we left Tanzania, just kind of talking about like, what would, what would it look like if like we were to go our separate ways? Mm. Um, and so, you know, Stephen talked about like what he imagined he might do. I talked about what I imagined I might do. And we gave each other a hug and that was it. Like that was the end of the conversation. Wow. Um, okay. We moved back to Tanzania or uh, from Tanzania in 2017. And the day before Valentine's Day, um, S- Stephen was making coffee and, um, and I was sitting at the kitchen table. We were staying in one of my parents' rental, rental properties. Um, we'd been back in the country for a week at this point. And he said, you have something you want to tell me? And I nodded. Uh, and he was like, are we ending? And I nodded. And, um, and then he went to work and I think we shed some tears there, but he went to work and I did whatever I was doing. 
And then that night we got uh, a Papa John's pizza and some beer and we just drank eight pizza, talked about what the seven years of our marriage had looked like and all the good times and we divvied up our bookshelf, which was really hard. Um, oh, and that was, that was that. Um, and I started working as a private teacher for, um, a Hispanic family, um, with three kids. Um, and so I was doing all of their, um, you know, curriculum and stuff like that for school and traveled with them all over. We went to Hawaii, Vegas, Disney world. Like I just was at their mercy. Um, and so I did that for a year, um, I think it was a little bit longer than a year, but I at least told them that I would I would do it for a year and yeah. then had intentions of like trying to get started with a PhD. Um, and so like, I think a few months after I was back in the States, I ended up uh, going out to San Francisco to learn how to roast coffee. And so that's the coffee thing has just kind of always been nice. in the background. I'm not currently doing anything with it. Um, but that's just kind of what I was doing post uh, Tanzania was teaching little kids and um, and learning how to roast coffee and um, and then they ended up they were gonna move to upstate New York for a, it was like for a three month uh, stint and they wanted me to move with them and I said no oh you don't want to go I didn't want to go I said no and that's when I started doing. Uh, Web design and photography full time. Full time. Yeah, really. Just, you've, just started it. <laughs> yeah. A private teacher. Yeah. Rose coffee for a little bit. They're lying in mm-hmm. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So did you live there for a little while? No, I just went out there for like a. It was like an intensive. Oh, coffee so real roasting quick, kind of like program. It was like a two week. Uh, okay. Roasting school. Gotcha. Yeah. Kind of like um, kind of have these kind of boot camp type things. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's insane. You did that, came back. I was like, okay, cool. That was cool. And then came back and they wanted to move. I said no. And like, I started making websites. That's insane. So at that point, have you been making more websites for other people or uh just continued to just dabble yeah. here and there. Yeah. You said, oh, I'm gonna um, do this. I think I think during that time when I was working for the family, I'd go and do, you know, some photo shoots on the weekend or whatever. So I'd started like my own like photo portfolio. Um and just kind of like kept working on my website and then just through word of mouth people would need something and I would say okay I'll do it um that's that's another one of my mottos is you say yes and figure it out later yeah Uh, and so I that's how I've gotten where I am today when someone says they want something I'm like okay yeah yeah, I'll do it yeah and I figure it out and I get it done and then I know it for the next one um I love that I love that uh yeah that um type of uh what's the word uh I don't know I know that way of doing things. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. So I love, and I, we let's talk about this before we got the interview started. Uh, people go freelance in different ways. Mm-hmm. Some people have a steady job and they kind of inch, inch their way out. Some people cold turkey like, all right, let's yeah. do this and see what happens. Yeah. Which that's is what I did. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And then I just like threw myself into work. Um, after Steven, um, he ended up moving to Asheville, but I was in another relationship with someone that ended horribly. Oh the no! Most, it was the most traumatic thing I've ever gone oh, through. Um, but to like deal with the trauma, um, that's when I signed my apartment lease here um, in October of 2019. Um, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, um, but 
I signed that apartment lease and just worked like all the time, like seven days a week. Like I did not have boundaries with like a work life schedule. I just threw myself into it. Yeah. Doing yes, saying yes to everything. Saying yes to everything. Um, And yeah. And then I I picked up a couple of uh, super high. Um, I don't remember the the website exactly. It's uh, I don't know if it's a .com, .org, whatever. But super high is where I learned more about like JavaScript. So I signed up for that um, and started doing um, some uh, YouTube video, like following some people on YouTube for learning about creative coding and processing, which I'm really interested in. Um, and so kind of the, like the, what I love about the websites that I'm making now is that they're very much more experimental. Um, I like to make things move, um, things that you know you wouldn't normally see happen on a website um, I like for that to happen and figure that. out how to make it happen. Um, so I did, you know, whenever I, I moved in 2019, um, I started dabbling more and like wanted to soak up all the knowledge I could on creative coding. Um, and yeah, that's, that's free. <laughs> so that's, that's my amazing. formal education. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you're still self-taught in that, in that regard and you going through, is it something high? What's it, what's it called? Super high. Super high. Yeah. So is that a... They're, I think they're based out of Brooklyn, um, but they have, um, you know, people who work for Google, Apple, like all these top companies yeah. have uh, used them for some of their creative coding and web development courses. So, that's badass. Yeah. So you pay so, for, per course? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, love I think that. they've started like a membership program recently, but I mean, it was just a really cool, like, you know, can take a eight week course on JavaScript and like make something really cool. In I the love end. that. Yeah. It's like a Udemy or mm-hmm. I guess Skillshare is a little different than that, but this, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's yeah. So nice. the resources are out there. I'm telling you. They like, really are. Like, you tell me right YouTube now, like, especially. Oh, like you can oh. find anything on YouTube. There's my dad. When YouTube first came out, my dad was like, look, son. I mean, obviously you can ask me whatever you want, but anything you need to know. Yeah, is right it. here. He's yeah. done everything from house projects, everything. My dad was is for you. He, he turned me on to YouTube. You yeah, know, back in the day. Yeah, it's an amazing source resource. Such yeah. an amazing resource. I mean, you got that. You to me, Skillshare. There's just hardly any excuses anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I I can't imagine. I I I have I've had student loans. Um, I'm paying for my PhD program out of pocket. Um, I, and no offense to anyone that did go to like an art school or whatever, I can't imagine being in debt and having like, to be like truly a starving artist trying to like make it happen and pay off student loans for going to art school when the resources are out there. Yeah, exactly. Right. Now what I will say, and I, I didn't go to art school either. I'm, I'm, I'm also self-taught like you. And I've talked to a lot of kids who have gone to, let's see, Full Sail. I've talked to SCAB. Mm-hmm. Kids went to SCAB and all those classes. Very expensive schools. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that you do get the tools, access to the tools, which I think is great. These high-grade mm-hmm. cameras, high-grade studios, all that kind of stuff. But I'm, I'm like you. I could not yeah. imagine. Yeah. And I still, to this day, don't regret yeah. not going to, to art yeah. school. I actually forgot about that. Um, I got, when I finished undergrad... Went to undergrad in Georgia, uh, Northeast Georgia, um, and I applied and got accepted to SCAD Atlanta. Um, and so I went for photos and like showed them my photo work at the time and left from that interview. And my mom bought me my first MacBook Pro. Um, <laughs> yes. So you know, and and I turned it down. I ended up like 
sometimes I, I wonder if I would have gotten to where I am today a little bit quicker had I taken that opportunity. But Possibly. I don't know. Like I like I'm just someone that's interested in many things, and so I would not trade. You know not going to SCAD Atlanta and going to Seattle for anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's just, yeah. yeah. We all have our own paths of Absolutely. how we get, you know, wherever. But yeah. 110%. And kids listening to this who were in our school, we're not we're not talking down on you at yeah, all. Yeah, you'll probably, think, you'll get where you need to go faster than we will. A hundred to every kid, our school, I like, I would rather learn something. They'd be like, how don't you know this yet? I was like, I don't know. I'm self-taught. And they're like, we learned this in our first semester yeah, or whatever. I remember. Exactly. Perfect example, because <laughs> UNCG has our program as well. Actually, very, uh, uh, very good one. But um, I was shooting in JPEG for a while. Mm-hmm. My friend Rylan, shout out to Rylan. Um, he was like, oh, "Are you shooting in RAW?" I was mm-hmm. like, "What is that?" Yeah. He was like, "Are you serious?" Yeah. And I've been shooting for like three or four years and I had yeah. no clue what RAW yeah, even yeah, meant. Yeah. It's like shooting RAW. Show me how to do it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is yeah. awesome!" So stuff like that, you learn mm-hmm. a lot quicker when you're in school. So yep, you know. Yep. There's different paths to it. We're not. I'm yeah, definitely not talking sure. crap on people who are in art school. We're just I. I am happy I did not go. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're in there, it's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> Completely agree. <laughs> That's badass. So, gosh, you obviously work with a couple of different brands. You know, yes. all, throughout your years. So tell us about maybe some of your your first um, ones. So, yeah. As far as web design clients, I can't remember if I said this on the podcast or before we were talking. I do say yes to everything. Yes, you do. Um, so when I started out, like, gosh, some of the my early um, web design projects, like I've done several for trucking companies, several for restaurants, awesome. ceramic artists, and caustics artists. Um, some of my more recent ones have been for some psychotherapist, um, interior designer, um, doulas, but like That's really, awesome. really cool doulas in Seattle who are like, um, one in particular, this a new one that I'm, I'm working on this year. She is not just like a doula for people, um, you know, going through a pregnancy and giving birth, but like a doula for funerals, for major Ooh, life transitions like wow, divorce yeah. and, you know, all of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so those are really cool. Um, I have a lot of clients in Asheville who are, you know, videographers, photographers. Um, there's a leatherware company that keeps me busy. Um, in Seattle, yeah, uh, not Seattle, Asheville. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yoga people, um, yeah, all kinds of things. Um, I think I have more clients outside of Winston Salem than yeah. within Winston Salem <laughs> as far as web design work goes. If anyone's out there, think twice and keep I'm Carrie Ann. And I'm Allison. And this is Podcast Without an Audience. Where two friends pick two topics and find intersectionality. We are a psychology and history podcast. Each Thursday, we find intersectionality between our topics. Or not. <laughs> you can find us on social media at Pod Without an Odd. Or join us on the web at podcastwithoutanaudience.com. Join us in discovering what connects us all. And if you support us, blink twice. And if you're out there, keep listening. But I'm, I'm starting, like, I've done a lot of branding projects um, for, you know, financial advisors, people like that here. Um, it's not all stuff that makes it to my portfolio, but, um, you know, it pays pays the bills. Yes. Um, exactly. And then I was telling you, you know, before we got started with the podcast, um, a lot of the photo work that I do is, like, 
There's a whole series. Every every year prom season, I do a ton of prom photos hey. all over Winston-Salem. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very interesting and not at all like any prom photos that I had in my day. Which I um, love. But, you know, they're, they're cool. It pays the bills. Um, and then during the pandemic, I got connected with Unsplash. They reached out, reached out to me asking about awesome. doing photos of their partnerships with brands. And so... Um, that was really cool and um i mean just to be able to do photo work like that for some of these brands and not be in a major city was really awesome that it just kind of fell into my lap yeah yeah so i've done photos for chewy um and uh several photos for microsoft um which daniel got to be part of i did Um, so cool so that's always a lot of fun um being able to do those and um i think we were talking about this like with the with the commercial work um or anyone that's kind of like creative and like they want me to photograph their family or whatever um i always have like another shoot after the shoot so we have like our scheduled time that you know, this is when we need to get all the all of this footage for Microsoft and all these angles and whatever. And then when that's all done, we um, that's when I'll usually get out the Leica and do just some slower photos of whoever I was photographing. I love that. And those tend to be my favorites. So I still try to get the things that I want from a shoot, um, even when it's commercial. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm a people pleaser. So when, you know, I'm having to photograph someone's wedding or, which I don't advertise that I do weddings anymore. They're Ugh. just, I'm, they're not, I don't, I don't enjoy them. I'll do them for people <laughs> that I know and like, but I'm not telling people that I'm doing them. Um, but you know, for stuff like that, like I get all the photos that's expected, um, all the photos that everybody wants to see. Um, but my favorite ones, and if I show any at all, like on my Instagram or website or whatever, if I show any at all, it's always the in-between moments. Yes. Um, it's the, you know, the, the opening of a wine bottle or champagne or whatever, Mm. or, um, the walking away after the toast. Um, love that, love that. So those are my, those are my favorite. And that still kind of goes along with documenting life, you know, as it happens. So, um, yeah, I guess that's how. I can reconcile going and photographing a wedding when I really don't want to photograph a wedding. But there's some of these in-between moments that I still just love. Um, yeah, so yeah. that's amazing. You know, I mean, it's cool that you... Because this is why I also take advice from other uh, creatives. Because, uh, you know, some creators are like, you know, only do the work you want to do, blah, blah, blah. It's mm-hmm. like, ah, and usually people are saying that are at a different level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, well, I don't know. I like your approach. I think yeah. that's. I think you learn a lot from doing yeah. work you don't necessarily want to do. Yeah. Oh, actually, one of my very first websites, um, and this is like this is the best of both worlds for me, is when I have a client that they're not going to give me photos that they've taken or had someone else take, but they want me to do it all. Mm. Um, and so that's the best of both worlds for me. And one of my very first. Um, randomly had this, this is when I was still living out in Yadkin County before I moved to Winston, uh, had this guy who's a race car driver okay. call me up, somehow got my number from like a butcher whose website that I did. Um, <laughs> ca- awesome. but he, you know, the butcher sponsors his, his race car. So they're, you know, he got my contact from, from him and called me up and wanted me to do a website for bird boxes, like for live chickens. Wow. Um, I don't. I, I don't answer any questions about what they may be doing with their chickens, but it's a, you know, 
there's a whole industry for um, what people do with chickens, apparently. Okay. But anyway, okay. Um, they need these boxes, uh, and they had a couple of competitors, but they thought they could make a cooler, you know, live bird shipping box. So I built them a website. I did all the photos. Some random farm uh, out in like Rhonda, like Rhonda. Far, just a place you don't ever go. Okay. 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 So there's a farm out there, and there are all kinds of birds on this farm. Like, I don't even know how many varieties of birds, but I had to do photos like to show all the different varieties of birds that you can use these live bird boxes for. So I did all the photos for that and um, absolutely loved the photos That's that I got. That's so cool. Um, made a lot of connections with other people who I've continued to photograph them over the years. But, you know, like, I don't know, who wants to say yes to, you know, a live bird shipping box website you just like what? You, you don't yeah. you're like what um but i still love that website i love the photos i got from it like they were incredible some of my favorite ones um that i've taken and um so that kind of goes to show you say yes to some of this stuff and you end up you know it ends up being something that you love um it's not something that i necessarily show anymore or advertise but when i still see it pop up i'm like man that's a good oh, sight i love that photo of that bird you know <laughs> to them, that's, that's, that's perfect for them and they love it you know yeah it's good that you're willing to explore you know a lot of people just kind of get jobs with like oh, this kind of out of my comfort zone why would i do this yeah. and if you just open yourself up i just... think it helps you stretch your legs a little bit exactly um, i'd never photographed birds before yeah yeah uh, but i cool. just said yeah i'll figure it out i'm sure i can get a shot but i got many and it turns out you know pretty cool so that's phenomenal um i will say that like you know starting that full-time in like 2000 18 um and then exclusively in 2019 i am to the part now in 2022 where i can start to say no to some things okay you're getting a lot of Um, of work in yeah um i'm i'm wanting to make a shift in this coming year and would like to start photographing more of like architecture and interior work um And so that's been something that I've been wanting to do for a while, and it's the, that door is opening. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that, um, and I think I think that will be the, the the push that I need to like not have to photograph, maybe not photograph proms anymore, whatever yeah. you know, yeah. like some of the stuff that I just don't want to do. Um, so I am getting to the point where there's enough flexibility um, and cushion to be able to say I think I'm going to stop doing this and. That's cool. But I'm also neurotic and anxious, and I haven't said no to anything yet, but I feel like I could. (laughs) You're just like, yes, 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 yes. That's cool. All those yeses have led you here, though. You know what I'm saying? That's that's, that's very awesome. Then your interior is amazing. Just your eye vision now, and it's like, I could totally see you doing that. Yeah. You know, and even just being your home, I can tell that you have a knack for that stuff, anyways. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do you enjoy know? it. Do you ever go through and look at like Dwell magazine and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Portamento is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love interiors too. I'm not oh. into photographing, but I love just looking at them mm-hmm. and have a lot of pages saved on Instagram. Just like, yeah. I want to live like this. Yeah. It's so cool. Yep, exactly. That's awesome. Um, to the web thing, because I'm curious. Did you do a lot of cold emails for work or was this all word of mouth? Did it all come to you? Uh, it was all word of mouth, really. Wow. Impressive. Um, yeah. Someone would see a website and... That you've done and yeah. there's emails. Yeah. And I've had people reach out from like, 
like people that I follow on Instagram. Um, the website uh, on my site uh, called The Moody Doula. Okay. That's one that like I launched that on New Year's Day last year and got so many hits off of that site. The Moody Doula. Yeah, Ooh, it's, it's pretty cool. You'll have to pull it up. Yes, yes, um, yes. It's freaking awesome. There's water that follows the mouse, um, which water is a huge theme for a doula. Um, so there's that on the home page, and then there's a light and a moody mode for you know scrolling through the site. And, oh my god, um, that's awesome! Yeah, and then when you go to some of the other pages on that website, the um, title of the page floats like water. So that's a really good example of a site of like what I like more experimental stuff that I like to do with code. Right. Um, right. But yeah, that one, it, it just seems that when, if I post something that I've been working on, on Instagram, like a, a site that's just launched or whatever, then there's like an influx of like a bunch of people. It's like, I saw this site, like I want something like this. And, um, that's been kind of what's sustained me. That's awesome. So good yeah. segue. So how are your consultations? Obviously consultations when you have clients, this is kind of a, these are complex projects. Yeah. So what? Obviously, how does that work for you? So from beginning to end, how do you usually work? As um, so we do job? a lot of uh, like FaceTime calls yeah. um, and kind of like an initial brainstorming call. Once we decide that like, yeah, we want to work together or whatever, um, they will usually send me a mood board of like what mm, they like. Gotcha. If they, I, I always send them out with homework of like, look all across the web. Um, or if there's, you know, even just static imagery that like is a certain vibe that you're like wanting to foster on whatever site you envision for your company, send all of that to me. And so we build kind of like this mood board of like, you know, it, like with the Moody Doula, it was a lot of things that wasn't even necessarily like doula related, but it's just like other sites that have like a really cool vibe or give you a certain feeling. Um, and so... Um, you know, we have that initial brainstorming call, we put together a mood board and then I just kind of get to work. And a lot of my clients and what I really prefer is when this works out, they just kind of trust me, like my, yeah. um, kind of creative vision for whatever, like they tell me what they want and then I just run with it. Um, I usually do a static kind of wireframe of, you know, various pages on the site that I'm thinking. Um, but I will code something if it's like you know like the floating text or the water when you move the mouse through it yeah. you can't visualize that on a static site so i'll code things like that um a lot of times i'll share it on my instagram story first and <laughs> that person will reach out and be like oh my god i love this and i'm like okay good because this is what i was thinking for your site awesome. um so you know I'll, I'll code it up and share um you know like a video of like scrolling through something that's a little bit more experimental but we share things like that along the way um, and just kind of stay in touch until it's live. That is insane. I'm on a movie dealer right now and I'm, this is yeah. beautiful. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Y'all please go to this site and look at <laughs> it. It's, it's on Stephanie's website. Please go look at the movie dealer. This is absolutely gorgeous. The photos are they yours or did you? No, did she, she the paid a photographer um, in Seattle. Oh, who, she's, she's Seattle. Yeah, okay. she's gotcha. she's a Seattle uh, client. Um, but the photographer that she worked with for this, we kind of all collaborated together. But she, the photographer was someone that like I've been following on Instagram for years and years and years. So it was like really cool to like now have you know the 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 world is small and so for things to kind of come together like that, where it's like oh, I've admired this person's work. 
And now I get to tell this person what my vision is for this site and see what they make. So the everything was very intentional and done ahead of time. So like the reflection of uh, the Moody Doula, her name is Rachel. So that's her reflection on that homepage, looking into water with goldfish. So that was very intentionally shot for knowing that we were going to make it move that way. Yo, that is awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm on the homepage right now. And I was yeah, like, wow, so the ripples and everything. If I'm not able to do the photos, then like that is like next level. Like, yeah, definitely pay for good photos for your website. <laughs> yes, I tell everyone, yo, don't cut corners of that stuff. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, this, this makes me want to surf through this site. Yeah, you, know, you want a doula now, don't yes, you? Yes, I'm yeah. like, oh, do, I, do I need this? <laughs> yeah. I think I do. And that's just the, the, the importance. I tell every person I know, because for some reason, a lot of people maybe younger than us, just don't have websites. They yeah. just go through Instagram and that's important. Like, make a website. Yeah, seriously. Invest in a website. And yeah. Invest in a logo. Yep. You know, this yep. stuff makes a big difference. Yes. Yeah. And I think we're also getting to the point, like, we've, I feel like we're at the peak of people being like, oh, I only need Instagram for marketing. Yeah. Um, and I think there's like a return to more of like the tangible stuff, which a website even isn't tangible as like a print magazine no um but it is a little bit more tactile than just like scrolling through an instagram feed exactly um and so i think i think you need a place to land like that too it's like our own virtual gallery mm-hmm. that's what i love about yeah. a website it's, a, it's literally it's, i like going people i love going through and i have a whole bookmark on my safari just of artist websites just to go yeah. through and i literally just intentionally just go through each photo in like a gallery yeah. and it's beautiful i love it yeah yeah that's insane sure. And I was and another one thing I want to ask I didn't prepare you for because I'm just curious. Obviously, a lot of people, a lot of websites like Squarespace and uh, Format have templates, which are great. Yeah. But what do you think is the more beneficial part of having someone like you? Um, is that you can do things that you don't see anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so, like with the Moody Doula, um, I remember she the site had been live for maybe a month, and I got a text message from her that said. I got my ideal client today because they went to my website and they got the vibe and they knew like, yes, this is like, we, we jive with this vibe. Like, um, and so it saves someone from having to do a lot of the preliminary work of like, this is my approach to things. This is my perspective. When you go to that website, you get that and you can right away decide like, "Mm, I don't think this is someone that I would want to hire. Um, or you're like, Oh my God, like I do you know, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Um, and so to be able to do that, um, I think takes a certain skill set. Um, I think it's great that, you know, you can hop on Squarespace and make a site just like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's good for a while, but like when you're ready to take the plunge and like really have someone make something for you that's just for you and it's intentional, it shows. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I find with these types of sites um, that I'm doing now is like people want to spend more time on it. Like it's a whole experience. Very like true. you want to you want to go through every page, every page, um, and just see what it does. Um, and so you know, I think that's important as well. Like you don't want someone just to like quickly leave your website, but you want them to sit down and stay a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love that. Yeah. This is exactly what this page is doing. Like I'm going, I'm going through all of them uh, kind of briefly on my, on my phone, but I'm going to go through your your yeah. clients and really go yeah. through it now really look and see what you've done <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I try to do make the mobile experience like as close to what you're like moody doula everything moves on mobile just like it does on um on desktop so i don't know so it's fun awesome. I, I think i need that 
creative outlet and um yeah so um yes yes yes, yes. Yeah. That's so cool. So on your website as well, on your Instagram as well, I look through um, subject object. So yes, what is explain what that is? The subject object is kind of a multidisciplinary creative studio um, that is a partnership between me and my best friend Mel, okay. who Mel and I met in grad school. Um, she's also a photographer, um, and she lives in Brooklyn. Uh, she does photo work, set design, kind of on the daily. Mm. Um, during the pandemic, she's been uh, staying in a cottage up in Maine with her uh, partner. Nice. And yeah, and started teaching yoga online. I think she and I are similar in that we're just oh. like, we're just going to do all the things. Um, Might as well. So, uh, but she is my, uh, she's my other set of eyes. And okay. so anything that I'm working on, and same for her, um, anything that she's working on, we were constantly like in conversation about each other's work. Um, she gets to see it before a client gets to see it um, and vice versa. And then we collaborate on stuff together. So like she's got, uh, Mel is originally from San Francisco and her family's still there. So she has um, a connection in California that's an acupuncturist. Um, oh, and this lady launched a line of uh, like mushroom tinctures. Mm. Um, and so Mel has been working on the, the website with her. And then she reached out to me and was like, hey, let's do, you know, would you want to do this branding? And so we collaborated and I did like this hand drawn mushroom thing um and we did the branding together for that and we've just decided like why don't we start doing this together so subject object is uh, a collaboration of both of our works um the select client list is both of our works um and it was really just uh kind of like a virtual business card um, so like I obviously have more experience in, um, like the nitty gritty of web development than what Mel does. Um, but it was one of those things where like, she's, you know, constantly, when you're in like a creative community, you're constantly getting asked to like do things. So people, you know, see her eye for photo work or her eye on a set or, um, even her yoga website that I made. Mm. And they're like, oh, can you make me a website? She's just like, yeah, here's subject object. This is our virtual business card. We would be happy to help you. Yes. Um, and so that's just kind of our virtual business card. We haven't really done anything with the Instagram, um, but we just kind of have that static, you know, one page site where you can see the, the, the realm of like our client list and yeah we collaborate and we work really well together. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. You're yep. getting streams from everywhere. That's pretty yep. cool. Yep. And have someone in up the north up north in the New York area is yeah. probably awesome. Yeah. Um really like mine and Mel's like kind of our circle of influence is so vast because we've both lived all over. We have, you know, the same connections in Seattle, but with her being from uh, San Francisco and then you know set up full-time now in New York like it just expands the reach um, yes, and so whereas before she would have to turn people down like yeah I'm sorry I don't know anything about websites um, now it's like all right Stephanie let's do this and I'll do this part of it and then I'll pass this off to you and you finish it or build it out or whatever and yeah. so um, that's just kind of worked out for us that's so, so awesome yeah, yeah. That's, that's wonderful this is a great story yeah. yeah. I knew it would be. I knew it would be. <laughs> How long have we been talking? <laughs> oh, gosh. I think an hour and 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah, isn't that crazy? We're winding on down. Yeah. All yes, right. That's so great. Um, obviously, the future is you doing interiors. Yes, you photo work. You're subject objects. Yep. 
Um, and I'm in a PhD program. Um, okay, that, that is with the European Graduate School. Uh, they have a campus in Switzerland and Malta. Um, I just finished my first year of coursework. I had to do it all online um, this past year because of the pandemic. But uh, they're opening it up to where we'll be able to go to both campuses this year. Um, really? Yes. It's a PhD in philosophy, art, and critical thought. Um, it's a place where I imagine my creative work and my academic work will marry. Um, I'm, I'm waiting to see how all of that's going to unfold. I think in a perfect world, if I could, you know, teach a course uh, at one of our local colleges, um, you know, one or two days a week and then still do my creative work that I would be set super happy. So we'll see what comes of it, but I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And that has made me, uh, establish more boundaries with like freelance life. Um, and so I stop at 5 PM with work because I have to transition and do schoolwork. Um, but yeah, so I, I now have more of like an eight to five, but I don't always get started at eight and I don't work on the weekends unless it's like, you know, off chance that I have to do a shoot. Um, but yeah, so I have a little bit more boundaries now with work, which I encourage if you're going to start freelance, I, life, you, you have to have it. I was going to ask you that as we did an outro, like have you, has your work life balance gotten a little bit better? And it sounds like it has. It has. Yeah. It has. Yeah. <laughs> I took, I took the last two weeks of the year off, um, Good. of 2021 Good. and I was like paper writing and trying to wrap up my first year of coursework, but to not work for two weeks, like I never took a day off. Um, and so to not work for two weeks and I actually set one of the automated out of office emails, it was just peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Like it felt so good. So, like, um, oh, I encourage that. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. Yep. Do you still find yourself shooting for fun? Oh yeah. Photos? All the time. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 All the time. Yeah. A lot of photographers who are, who I've known who are f- fantastic just like, yeah, I don't shoot for fun anymore. And it's kind of, it's kind of sad. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, I, yeah, my favorite photos are the ones that I'm doing for fun. Perfect. That's yeah. what I want to hear. Yeah. That's awesome, Stephanie. Yo, this is so cool. And obviously, you're still for hire. You're still taking yeah. on some projects. Hire me. Okay, yes. Okay, yeah. So, if you have any, if you want a website build or if you want some photos, please hit up Stephanie. She's in Winston. Yes. Um, But obviously, you work from anywhere doing web design stuff. Yeah. Um, and photo work with so subject objects will go all over. Yep. Really? Yep. Ooh, okay. Yes. Let's yep. open it up then. Yeah. Yes. Any questions for me? Uh, why, why the podcast? No, why the podcast? You know, I started this podcast to, cause I knew a lot of photographers at the time, 2017 is when this got started with my friend Jacob and I've listened to podcasts. Have you heard of mouthwash? Yes. Okay. Who've, who, who kind of, I love that podcast. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, or it is awesome, but they kind of talk to artists who kind of already at established and very successful. Yeah. So I want to talk to my friends who were kind of like working jobs they hated and yeah. trying to make this stuff work to kind of put them on. So I wanted to just talk to photographers at first. That's awesome. <laughs> and then transition to like, you know what? There's a lot more than photographers out there. Yeah. So it's just showcasing the people that I love and admire, just giving them a platform. That's awesome. You know, and I just love connecting with people. So that's why I started this whole thing. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Well, I love it. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a fun. You feel good? It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. Now I will actually go on and listen to a few. <laughs> I didn't want to listen to any before this. <laughs> <laughs> there are some good ones on there that I, that I, I, I still remember to this day. So yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Well, cool. You're you're for hire, so I'll put your information up uh, on the description. 
Awesome. Um, it'll be on platforms. And uh, please subscribe. Please support Stephanie. You know, that's the, this is the thing. I want to see Stephanie go as far as she wants. Yeah. Working for Dwell Magazine, working for hotels, yeah. working for all this stuff. I want to yeah. see that. Um, so I support you 100%. But yes, thank you for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And obviously, um, rate, uh, review, and subscribe to the show. Tell your mom, tell your friends, tell your cousins so I can feed myself. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Thank you. Bye. The Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Live Journal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smoke sniggles. Whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.